What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheen Show here on Sherdog.com. And it's the top five bets for the weekend in mixed martial arts today as UFC 278 goes down over in what I'm sure is a beautiful Salt Lake City uh, in Utah and also the Professional Fighters League have the last playoff event of the year. On my preview for that, I said the last pay-per-view event of the year. You know, I say words sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know what's going to come out. But anyway, it's the last play, last playoff of into the year. Uh, although are the finals considered the playoffs? I don't know how these American sports work. But anyway, uh, the the three of playoff events will end and culminate this weekend. And I have a few bets from that. Actually, three bets from the PFL and two bets from the UFC. I feel like the PFL these days, maybe because I cover a little bit more and do the previous year, it's a little bit easier to, to kind of bet on or to look for... Do you know what? Like, I'm not the biggest, uh, you know, giving you plus 350 bets to win. I, I like the, like... I, I, or minus 350 I like the like the plus 185 kind of bets like that throw them out there get people thinking and things and uh, I think the people who listen in like that as well leave your bets below before you even listen to this or maybe after whichever you want to do leave your one best bet for the weekend in the comment section below if you're listening uh, and uh, if you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening somewhere else go on over to YouTube and leave your bet there as well I will be in the comment section having a look and uh, seeing who gets them right and seeing who gets them wrong as always please bet responsibly I say that every week and please do that don't bet more than you can last week we had a great week um the flyer to mind the flyer but the, out of the three bets there was one no contest uh sorry out of the four bets there was one no contest and three of the bets won so it was a pretty good week pretty pretty good week now uh last week in terms of the betting we had a few bad weeks but we've uh, we've rebounded back now in the last two weeks it's been pretty good so you know three bets out of the four and then the flyer you know we know we know what the flyer is uh i'll take that any week and i think most people would take that any week so that was pretty good betting out of us last week so let's talk about this week and you know it's it's a mammoth weekend in the world of mixed martial arts these pfl playoffs have been they've all do you know what the last couple of years especially where i've been paying lots of attention to them obviously uh covering them um, they have been they've thrown up a lot of very interesting results. Obviously, we saw it with Rory McDonald and Anthony Pettis and others as well. And uh, you can, you know, there are a few underdog bets in there that you can always start to find. And then with you know with the UFC, sometimes it's a little bit harder. I think these days because there's a lot of people coming from the Contender Series. You don't know really what their level actually is. There's some good people coming from the Contender Series, and there's some people you're like, oh, should they really be in the UFC coming from the Contender Series? So it's tough to actually gauge, whereas in the PFL, you see them fight like two, three times. And if they've been there a couple of years, you see like five fights at a certain level and you can kind of very much gauge what they are like. I think it's a little bit different for, from the UFC this year. Anyway, uh, or these days even. Anyway, we, we'll get into our bets. And uh, my first bet, actually, I'll get straight into it, is someone who I have plenty of a gauge on because I've seen him fight plenty of times. And that is Jose Aldo Jr., and um, he is plus 115. I'm looking at it right now. Plus 115, which is, to me, is is absolutely crazy uh, against Manab Dashvili. Um, I, I think Jose Aldo, like, if, let me just look at Dashvili's price. Minus 135. Now, they're not too far away in, in a few different places. I see here, like, one place has it uh, minus 120, minus, or plus 105 for Aldo. So it's uh, it, it's a little closer in some places. Um, and, I th- like, I think the betting is, is it should be close, but I think it should be the other way around with Aldo uh, as as the favourite. Like, 
this is look. I don't want to get into a full breakdown of uh, of analysis or anything because that didn't show for this. But I think Dash Philly is one of these guys that's been really analysed badly over the last while. I saw uh, my guy Andy Hickey put up a sat there the other day on Twitter uh, about I think he had I can't even remember exactly what it was. Maybe uh, maybe my guy John will be able to pull it up here and put it up. But it was something like 197 takedowns in his last. Five fights, something like that. Maybe it's not that crazy, but a lot of takedowns uh, in in a very few fights. And like, if you look at that, right? First of all, he's fighting Jose Aldo. <laughs> Jose Aldo is has, in my opinion, the greatest takedown defense in the history of the UFC. Now, will it be the same at this age and against this sort of lad? We'll find out on Saturday night. But that is, to me, I don't think many people would disagree with that. If we're being honest, like if you're talking about a non-wrestler, let's say, who is you know not wrestling himself, or you know, not many people are trying to take down very very good wrestlers anyway. So as as a guy who is a prominently a striker. I think without a shadow of a doubt, he has the greatest takedown defense in UFC history. I think he's been brilliant at it, right? So you are basically have a style that is takedown, takedown, takedown against a guy whose stop takedowns, stopping takedowns is his forte, if we're being honest, right? And on the other side of it, right, and the main point of it, it which is better, right? One takedown per round and have three takedowns at the end and win a fight. Or have like 47 takedowns in a fight. I, I would say three takedowns are probably better than maybe 47 is a lot now. But let's say 17, where you have, you know, seven takedowns, five takedowns, five takedowns. If you're get if you're taking someone down, the you know, I talk about judging all the time, obviously, is to take them down, not just hold them down, but land damage when you get them down. If you're taking someone down, they're getting back up. They're waiting 45 seconds, taking down, they're getting back up again. There's not much scoring there. Like, if you look at the criteria, you look at how fights are scored. Okay, if there's big, impactful suplexes and stuff, absolutely, they do score. But just taking a guy down over and over and over again is, is I would say that's the exact opposite of effective grappling. Honestly, like, effective grappling is putting a guy in uh, a very compromising position where you're going to submit him, where you're going to land big strikes on him, you know? Uh, and effective grappling is more so on the submission side of it where you have, you know, someone in a rear naked choke or whatever. Um, so, like, just did that, that number, I think if, you t- if people think about it for half a second, <clears throat> they'll know it's deceiving. Because... It's actually, I think it's a negative number more than a positive number, honestly. Like, if if you can, it's just inefficiency, really. Like, it really is. And those takedowns are doing nothing if you need to get another one in 45 seconds time. What, what, like, if you have 17 takedowns, what good are the first 16, really? Unless, okay, in the middle of them, there's one big takedown and you land two minutes of damage on top. Not, not absolutely. Then, yeah, perfect. Perfect. But, like, I, I think it's one of those ones where, like, oh, he's getting so many takedowns, he's brilliant. I don't know, is that necessarily the case? And what I've seen, and, and you know, maybe I'm, I'm over-analyzing uh, over that point, but I think it's a point that's been massively analyzed over the last while, and it's the main reason everyone's given f- uh, for Dashville being, you know, the next guy. And uh, it's the reason I would give for him not being the next guy, honestly. Now... Do I think he's a good fighter? Do I think he's good in other areas? Absolutely, yes. Without a shadow of a doubt. But I think uh, he's overrated. 
I really do. I think he's young in his career-ish as well. I think he's a guy who could improve. I think he's a guy who needs to probably lose this fight to improve. And I, I say that, that's a very blunt thing to say, I suppose. But he's the sort of guy who needs to be shown that all of those takedowns aren't the way forward. Like, they will. It might, okay, it mightn't be Aldo. I think it will be Aldo. That's why I'm giving him his bet. But it mightn't be Aldo. It might be someone else who you, you know, take down, take down, take down. They knock you down the end of the round. Cheeto Vera would be the perfect example. Look at him against Font. He was get losing, losing, losing. Bang, knocked down, lost the round. If he had seven takedowns against Cheeto Vera, Cheeto Vera knocked him down at the end of the round. Cheeto Vera would win that round. So that is the sort of fight. That's right. I'm not saying necessarily Cheeto either or Aldo. But a fight like that will happen, I think, for Josh Philly. Now, all around, is he as good a striker as Aldo? No, I don't think so. Um, look at the problems he had at the start against uh, against Marlon Moraes. Big issues. Took a lot of shots. Barely survived that. And, you know, we know what uh, Moraes is at that stage of his career. Then we know what happened in that fight. If he gets in that position against Jose Aldo, it's curtains. He will lose that fight 100%. Um, so you're looking at a guy who's the best takedown defense of all time. Um against a guy who's predominantly a takedown artist who he's a much better striker than. You know, that's a pretty... <laughs> that's that's pretty self-explanatory. Like, I have to... If any logic at all tells me who I'm going to bet, bet on, who I'm going to pick to win this fight, based on what I just said, it has to be Jose Aldo. So, plus 115, I think that's a great price. I honestly think that's a brilliant price. I really, really do. Um... Where's this fight at? Salt Lake City. The one issue I might have, right? The one issue I might have with that is I don't know who's going to be judging. Um, and if it's local Salt Lake City judges, let's say like Texas judges or whatever like that, we might have a problem. Whereas if you're getting Sal D'Amato and you're getting, you know, Chris Lee and, uh, you know, whoever might be in there judging, I think we'll be okay. Uh but yeah, maybe hold off on this. Uh, <laughs> hold off on this bet until you see who's judging the fight and then go for it. Then, but uh, yeah, I, I think I'll win a plus one fifteen. I think that's uh, I think that's a great price. Uh, right, let's uh, turn over to my next bet. And I'm going straight to the UFC main event for the next bet. Um, I'm going for Kamaru Usman to win inside the distance at plus. 290 and let me just check that again uh just I, I looked at this last night let me just check if it's uh if it's still the the, the the same price here so yeah plus 290 yeah still plus 290 here uh i see it's plus 240 plus 200 even in some places but i i, I really like this bet and um uh, there's a couple of reasons i like it if, if you look at edwards okay he's lost uh he's lost three times um Obviously, you know, t- uh, twice by by decision to Usman himself, um, and then another one was like a, it was a DQ or something. So he's never been stopped before, which is you know it kind of goes against my bet there, no problem. But I just think like the way the fight against Nathan Diaz, where he got hit late and looked a bit dodgy late, uh, was a big factor for me. And I don't think you can do something like that against an Usman. Um, he has the experience, you know, he's won a fight in the last minute of the third round, he's won fights by a third round decision, five round decision, you know, he's won fights in the third round. I wouldn't say he necessarily has, I, I, no, he's very good cardio, in fact, I don't think he has bad cardio at all, but I think against a guy like Usman, who, look, look what, what is Diaz, right? Diaz is a guy who sticks in there, 
pushes you the pace against you or makes you push the pace against him and makes a kind of uh not not even necessarily a war of attrition but uh, you know they, they used to say a war of nutrition you know, <laughs> when it's like who is the fittest guy in there who can keep going for like, I, I feel like that's the way Diaz uh pushes guys and i think in a different sort of way usman does it the same like i think his wrestling his newfound punching power his uh, upping of the pace because I, I don't think he like if you look at Usman especially at the start of the fights I wouldn't say he's a mad pace but it feels like he pace ups as the fight goes it feels like his output ups as the fight goes it feels like he's power ups as the fight goes and if you look at some recent fights he finished Gilbert Burns in the third Masvidal in the second finished Colby in the fifth um he has late finishes, and I, I'm not. I don't think this one will be first round knockout to Usman or anything like that. Now, maybe it will be. We know, you know, we don't know what happens in uh, in mixed martial arts. But I just think fighting a five round fight against Usman is very difficult. It is very, very difficult, especially when it's your first fight against him. Like you look at the Masvidal first fight. He came in there very defensive, taking a chart notice, and he knew he was going to lose. The second fight, he opened up a little bit more, ended up getting finished in the second. The Colby fight was the opposite then. He got finished late in the fifth, was a little bit more held back, and we saw what happened in the second fight then. I, I think against... Right, if, if you look at it, and, and a big part of my thinking on this as well is, what does Leon Edwards have to do to beat Usman? Okay, First of all, I think he needs to stay away from the wrestling. Um, and to do that, I think he will have to kind of push a pace on Usman because he will either get pushed back pushed back and taken down or he will get jabbed from the outside if he's too far out. And it'll be the same case anyway. He'll just lose a jabbing match from very far out. Um so I think he needs to be in the pocket a little bit and push that pace forward so as not to be at the end of the jab, so as not to be right there for takedowns. And if he does that, that's going to have to be a very high pace. Um, Leon Edwards is very good in that area as well. I think it's his best area. I think it's his best way to win the fight. His lovely elbows, very fast hands in there. And, he, you know, he... Not the hardest hitter in the world, but hits hard uh, in there as well. And he's, he's. Someone said to me about Leon Edwards right before. He's probably the best fighter in the UFC at being good at everything, but not being the best at anything, right? So the best, uh, you would say, at all rounder. They haven't been cricket. They're all rounders. Not the best bowlers. They're they're uh, they're not the best batsmen. But if you have the ball and bat, they're the best at that, right? That, to me, is what Leon Edwards is. He doesn't have the best jiu-jitsu, doesn't have the best wrestling, doesn't have the best striking, doesn't have the best clinch, but he's good at everywhere. He's a good clinch. He's good wrestling. He's good striking. Very good elbows. Maybe the elbows are the one uh, side of it where he is very, very good. But And that's dangerous. The problem is, you look at Usman. Brilliant wrestling. I'd say his striking is after turning to... He has... I wouldn't say he has as wide of an array of striking as uh, Edwards, but I think his striking is more effective than Edwards's. I think it's brilliant now. He's brilliant against the clinch. Obviously, you know, when the fight gets to the ground after wrestling, he's brilliant there as well. And that is a big problem here for Edwards. And that's been my thing since this fight started. Like, I've ne- I haven't really... 
I, I'm not really excited about this fight, to be honest, because I just think Usman is better in every area against a very good guy. And I find it very hard to see how Edwards is going to win, if I'm being honest. As I said, as I always say, I might be wrong. I 100% might be wrong. I know it would give me great joy if someone from this side of the world, if he did win it, it'd be great. Bring it back to the Birmingham, the UK. I have massive respect for Leon Edwards and his gym and all the guys there. I think they're absolutely fantastic. I have massive respect for Usman as well. You know, made a better man win. I've, I've, I've no side in the game, really. I just haven't, you know, look at it straight up. I just, I just can't see a way that Edwards beats him. And I think Edwards is not the type of guy who won't go in and try anyway, you know? And that's why I think he'll get finished. I just think he will try to put on a pace. I think he will try to win this fight, you know? Some guys go in there and they're happy to have a championship match and they're happy to fight their, fight their five-round pace and and they're not happy to lose. I'm not, I wouldn't say that disrespectfully about anyone. But they're not willing enough to go in and take this title from their opponent. I think Edwards will be. I, hon- I honestly do not. I don't think he will do it, but I think he'd be willing to do it. I think he'd fully go in there and believe. And I think if he has the right game plan, I think that will be to put on that pace. But putting on that pace will get you taken down. Putting on that pace will get you tired. Putting on that pace will probably win you maybe one to three of the first three rounds, right? So he could win all three. He could win two of them. He could win one of them. They could all be close. They could all go either way. But I also think as I said earlier, with Usman up in that pace as the fight goes, up in the power as the fight goes, if you get a little bit tired, more tired in the fourth and fifth round and he's starting to land those shots on you, that's going to be tough. So that is the main reason why I'm picking Usman to win inside the distance. Um, I think it's a very, very good price as well. Plus 290, I think that's really, really good. So I'm going for that there. Right, let's, uh, we'll pop back to the UFC in a second, but let's talk about my three bets from the Professional Fighters League uh, for this weekend. Um, it's uh, it's another pretty good card, uh, if we're being honest. And the first one I'm going for is from a uh, heavyweight fight, and it's Sophie Mbakaju, uh, who is uh, minus 135 this weekend to beat Stuart Austin. And now, I want... I won't stay massively on this fight uh, because it's it's not a big fight or anything like that. But I think I think it's a good bet. Like I, I like Sophie Mbakaju. Fun fact about when on maybe the opposite of a fun fact about Sophie Mbakaju, but he broke his leg in a fight against uh, Tom Aspinall in Cage Warriors in February. Uh, in oh, what was it, 2019, I think, and he was back in 2000 uh, in 2019 in December to fight against Rogue Rogue. So he was only out for like what, what was that, like ten months or something like that, nine months, and he came back and he fought Rogue Rogue. What an animal of a man! But um, a very good fighter coming into the PFL here for the first time. I think he's won his last three uh, in a row, um, fighting out fighting um, uh, UAE Warriors. Very much. A kind of a ground specialist has won those last three fights. One by a two by a rear naked shock. The other was a, a DQ. So we'll uh, get over that for a fish hook. But um, you know he's fought some some good guys down through the years. Um, you know he's lost a couple of big ones. Absolutely, he lost to to, to Rug Rug and to Aspinall as well. But I think he's a good all around fighter. Can can box. Uh, is very very good on the ground. Is good wrestling. Big tall guy as well at six foot three. And Stuart Austin 
you know, a big tall guy as well at 6 foot 3, 34 years of age, but I haven't really been impressed with him uh, in the PFL, if we're being honest. Uh, got banged out of there in these two fights, 35, 31 seconds by Hinden Ferreira and uh, Bruno Capeloza in, uh, with 36 seconds left uh, in the uh, in the first round as well. You know, he's been knocked out by Johnny Walker and Dan Shelley and Bulla. Now, he has a win back in the day against Tom Aspinall, but that's seven years ago. Uh and I just think he's a bit too slow. Like, the one thing I watch in Stuart Austin is he's very slow. And I think a guy like uh, Bakaju will be in there very quickly on him, take him down and, and get the rear naked choke. Like, I think he will. Now, he's never been submitted. Uh, and he has four submission wins in his career. And, like, all of his wins have been by knockout. Maybe you could see a ground bound or something here as well. Um... But I, I think Bakaju is a smart... You watch his fights, he's a smart guy. He waits for his opportunities, gets the fight to the ground when he needs to get it there. And I look, I don't... This is not a high-class heavyweight fight. It really isn't. I just think Stuart Austin... I think he's done a great... Um, uh, thing by getting into the PFL and by probably getting paid, you know, 20, 30 grand or whatever to have a few fights in the PFL. And it's absolutely brilliant. I, I just don't think he is at that level, if I'm being honest. Now, is Bakaju at that level? He's probably closer to that level, I think. Um, and I think he'll win this fight. And if you give me a price, minus 135, even in some places, let me just have a look here. It's a little bit closer. Well, no, that's that's around the best price you'll get, minus 135. I like that price, and I would uh, I would stick at that if anyone is, is looking for it. So I'm going for that. Right, the next bet from PFL I'm going for fourth bet of the week. I, I don't to be honest now, my flyer, I don't really have a massive flyer, but I, I like it. I, I still I still like it, so I go over it. But my, my non-flyer, my third third bet of the week is Brendan Lochnan against Chris Wade, and he is plus one ninety-five. When I saw this price, I um I couldn't really believe it, if we're being honest. Um look, it's Chris Wade is a very, very good fighter. You know, he has he, he kicks a lot, uh, and against wrestlers, he gets taken down a bit because of uh, those kicks, but he's a very good wrestler as well, so, you know, he he's well able for that. I think Lachnan, if he's given the opportunity, not only will he take him down, I think he should take him down. Um, and, I, like, I'm, I don't know, like, sitting here right now, I don't know if that would be part of Brendan Lachnan's game plan, but I, def- I think it should. I think getting on top of Chris Wade for a while... F- from a you know from a leg kick catching on to putting him on his back I think that's a good strategy for Lachnan now don't put yourself in a position where uh, you know he's going to sweep you or anything like that maybe and get out of it if you need to get out of it but I think he needs to do that you know way the one thing is he's very strong um, he's because of the wrestling he's usually willing to throw more than his opponent and that is usually not a good thing for most guys but for Brendan Lachnan I, I don't I, I think that's a good thing like you know Lachnan is, is a guy who's known as you know he, he reminds you a little bit of, of Leon Edwards I suppose he's a very good all arounder he can fight all around and it, it usually wins in most fights you know um, he's a good striker good wrestler good on the ground and all, all of that really really good everywhere he's like his injuries have been a big issue for him this season he came in with a bum knee in the first fight then his eye closed up in the second fight and also it'll be interesting to see what he's like coming into this um i i think i think like will win i i really do i i think it's Wade is going to find it hard to take him down we saw Lachnan last year uh in the fight he lost and it, it was one of those fights where um 
I actually had him winning because the the takedown didn't shouldn't have scored as much I think as it did, you know. And he is good in that position. That was against uh, Kabulev, obviously. Uh, he's good in those positions. I, I really really like him in those positions. When he gets taken down, he doesn't let much damage get there. He's good at getting back up when his knee is all right as well and so. And uh, he can survive in those positions. And on the feet, he like the thing about lockdown. If he can survive in those positions, if he gets put there, put there, doesn't eat too much damage. He always wins by a little bit on the feet, I think. You know? And if he can win by an extra bit on the feet <laughs> and maybe get in a takedown, I think he can win the fight. It's Look, there's no doubt about this. If Lachnan goes out there and he doesn't fight uh, smartly, he'll lose the fight. But I think... I think if he does fight smartly, I think he'll win the fight. I think this fight is more down to Lachnan than it is down to Wade, if I'm being honest here. I really, really do. I, I think th- this is a big moment for Lachnan. This is a, you show up, you fight the right way and you win. And you get into that final, you fight for the million. This is the big moment. Lachnan has been, you know, people talk about Paddy Pimblet all the time. Lachnan has been a massive uh, prospect on the UK scene for, you know, linked to Paddy Pimblet uh, inexorably almost over the last few years because they were the two guys on the way up. Very different sort of fighters, very different sort of characters. But this is the time for Lachnan to shine. This is it. He has to win this fight. And I think, I think that's the sort of fight Lachnan will win. You know, and I'm I'm picking him here, uh, plus what did I say? Plus one ninety five. I think that's a great price. I think that's a really really good price. So I'm going for him, and uh, you know I'm going to claim him as Irish if he wins because he's a very good Irish name. So yeah, <laughs> we'll go for him there. Right. Um, my flyer of the week is just this week. It's a straight up uh, bet. It's a straight up bet here, and uh, it's Ryoji Kodo to beat Bubba Jenkins. It is plus. 325 just straight up just for him to win the fight plus 325 um anyone who's listened to my pfl previews this year knows i have a, a soft spot for kudo i think he's really good i think he's really 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 good he's a counter fighter so fast so powerful really good takedowns is his size is the issue i suppose for the division but I really like him. Now, Papa Jenkins on the other side, then he's a good wrestler as well. Um, he's, uh, you know, Saupa jumps in with his striking. It can be effective, and he's looked more smooth, I think, smooth recently. I think he's one of these guys, you know, we see a lot of uh, Bellator wrestlers recently, and we saw Bo Nickel as well, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, I was having a chat with my, my good friend Spencer Guide about Bo Nickel, and there's a lot of people coming out and saying, oh, he's ready, you know, he's going to be top five within a year and he'd be fighting Adesanya and all of this sort of stuff like Bonicle could be Usman right but he could also be Bubba Jenkins right so very good wrestlers coming through who one of them goes to the very top but one of them is like a good fighter but it takes him like six or seven years or maybe even longer to find his stride now I do think Bubba Jenkins is just about found his stride now he's had good wins along the way he's had losses along the way and all of that but that can happen with these very good wrestling prospects coming through. And Bubba Jenkins is the example I use because he's up here in front of me. But, you know, it could be, there's many other examples out there that, which it could be. Um, and back to this fight, I just think, I, I think if Kudo can stop a few early takedowns or be fast enough to use his feet, which I think he will, to keep away from those takedowns, Jenkins' style of kind of jump in striking is mana for heaven for 
uh, Kudo because he's a powerful counter striker and I think he will powerfully counter strike him and I could really see him knocking him out I really could like if you look at it he almost knocked out Lachnan um Bren Lachnan will probably tell you himself that he was very lucky to win that fight um, via via technical decision when it was stopped uh, in the third round and went to the went to the scorecards because it passed the halfway point to the the fighter past the end of the second round. You know, Kudo almost ten eight him in the first round. Lachnan won the second, and it was a very close three minutes of fighting in the third that was scored for Lachnan to win that decision. Kudo was the better fighter in that fight for the fire for the amount of time we had it. If it was fought as a whole, scored as a whole, which it isn't obviously, but you know what I mean. He absolutely would have won that fight. Went in there, knocked out Flores Garcia as an underdog in three minutes. This guy is a very good fighter, a very, very, very good fighter. Trust me. And even if he doesn't win this fight, I, I hope the PFL bring him back and have him again. He is he is really really good. Um, young as well, like twenty nine years of age. Uh, I just I think a lot of him I, I really do I think if he as I said I'll say it again if he can stop those early takedowns get Jenkins coming in on top of him I think that plus 320 what is it plus 325 price is going to look very very good very very quickly so I'm going for Ryoshi Kudo to win there right let's uh, run through some of the bets I'll talk about the rest of PFL first um, there are a lot of names here that I don't think kind of stand out um we uh dakota jacheva is on this minus 900 um just as i record this actually i think or, or uh, uh you know a few hours before it uh i think an interview went up with tudor so check that out she uh very very good prospect coming through so definitely check her out but as i said massive minus 900 favorite there as well um from the undercard, there isn't much more after that that stands out massively. Um, the Bakaju Austin fight, obviously, we spoke about that minus one three five, minus one plus one or five for uh, for Stuart Austin, uh, and then the, the bets from uh, the others. Um, Larissa Pacheco uh, is minus six fifty. Plus four seventy five for uh, Alina Kalinic, uh, and in the Kayla Harrison fight minus three thousand. You can't be betting on that. Plus seventeen hundred for Jendirova. Uh, Lachnan plus nine five. Uh, plus one nine five minus two four five for Chris Wade and Jenkins uh, is around. You can get him as, as good as minus four hundred here if you fancy that. I don't like that at all. Uh, plus three fifteen plus three twenty five for Ryuji Kudo. Much better prices. I'd definitely be going for for Kudo there. So look, there's. It seems like the the two women's fights are blowaways, and the betting here s- seemingly feels like the two men's fights are as well. I don't think they are by any means. I'm I'm picking the two underdogs, so I definitely don't feel that way. So uh, interesting there. Um, right, let's talk about the UFC. Uh, UFC two seven eight indeed. Uh, Usman and Edwards. The straight up money line price is minus one eighty. For Usman, minus 180. Sorry, minus 380. She was minus 180. If he was minus 180, I'd be backing him. Minus 380 plus 315 for Edwards. Interesting. Interesting one there. The over-under on three and a half rounds, minus 215 is the over. Under is plus 170. The under four and a half, plus 150. I like that. I like the under four and a half. Uh, although I, I kind of like it, I kind of like it. It could be over four and a half and under five. Uh, give me the under five. I like that. That's uh, that's the one I already gave you for Usman. But um, yeah, fight to go to a decision minus one forty. Fight doesn't go to decision plus one ten. 
that's I like that one. No, it's it's 50-50. Let's be honest, it is 50-50. Uh, but very, very interesting uh, in, in some of those prices there. Usman, fancy the KO plus 275 for Edwards, plus 475 for the KO. The submission minus... Um, sorry, plus twelve hundred for Usman for Edwards plus twenty five hundred. If you fancy Edwards to win inside the distance, plus four twenty five. Uh, there for that one. Obviously, I've given you the one for uh Usman to win inside the distance at a plus two ninety. That's kind of changed around. I see it in some places here it's plus two hundred, plus two forty. I said that earlier on as well. But yeah, it's it's interesting the divergence in that one there. So a lot of uh, a lot of interesting bets there. Um. Rockhold and Costa is a very interesting fight. Plus 285 for Rockhold, Costa minus 350. Now, I think Costa is a massively overrated fighter. Um, um, but Luke Rockhold has just been out of the cage for too long to bet on him. So I, I think that's... I think the line is a little bit big, but I, I do think you win. Costa KO is probably the bet here at minus 150. Um, if you like the Rockhold submission plus 700. Now, I think a way Rockhold could win this fight is go in, take him down and submit him. Because I think his jiu-jitsu is going to be way bigger. And if, if there was that, I was looking at that as my flyer of the week. Rockhold submission plus 700. I think that's, if there was one bet I was going for in that fight, it would be that Rockhold submission plus 700. I think that's a great bet. I really, really do. Because I, I even though I think Costa will win, right? If you want to bet the price instead of bet the man, I think... If you don't trust Costa, which I really don't, uh, and you think he might find a way of losing, that plus it's plus eight fifty in uh, in one place here. I'm looking at it even. I think that's pretty good. Honestly, I think that's pretty good. Plus a thousand for Rockall to get the TKO okay, or if you fancy him ground about maybe. Not bad either. Have a a little flutter on board of him and avoid the rest of it, maybe. Uh, Aldo and Dash Philly. Aldo around the plus uh, one fifteen. Nash Philly minus 135. The Aldo decision, I think, which is more most likely, uh, is plus 185. Dash Philly decision plus 150. Now, if you fancy Dash Philly and you fancy all those takedowns, I think that's a good bet. I don't think this one's finishing inside the distance. The fight to go to the decision, minus 190, plus 155. Uh, not to go to the decision. I think that's a pretty good bet as well there. Uh, Romanov, Chibota, Romanov, the big favorite there, minus 500 plus 385. I fancy the Romanov decision there. Let's see uh, what that uh, price is. Romanov to win by decision is plus 300. That's the bet I'd be going for there if I was to pick one out. Uh, Hunsucker against Pedro. Pedro's a massive favorite, minus 800. Pedro's hit and miss, so I wouldn't be betting on him at plus minus 800. I do think he'll win the fight, but I wouldn't be betting him at that price. Jared Garden, minus 265, plus 225 for his opponent, Leo Santos. Pudilova, minus 130, plus 110 for Wu. Uh, then we have Luis Saldana, plus uh, 280. Big fan of Sean Woodson, love his style. Minus 340. Uh, Agnelusa is the underdog here, plus 135 against AJ Fletcher, minus 155. Miranda Maverick, you know, very, very good prospect coming through. She's minus 600, and, you know, that suggests that. Plus 450 for her opponent, Shana Young. Or Shana Young, even. Uh, Amir Albazi, another prospect, minus 400, plus 330 for the brother of Figgy. Uh, Francisco Figueredo um, and then we have Victor Altamiro is a minus 184 favourite against the plus 
159 underdog of Daniel Da Silva and in Paran is plus 145 against minus 165 uh, Ling so that is it. I will recap my bets before we go. Jose Aldo Jr. plus 115 to win straight up against Mirab Jashvili. I'm going for Usman inside the, dis- uh, the distance in the UFC uh, 2, what is it, UFC 278. Uh, main event against uh, Leon Edwards, a plus 290, minus 135 for Sophie Mbakaju over at PFL. Brendan Aknan at PFL 2 is plus 195. My flyer of the week is Ryoji Kuda to win straight up against Bobby Jenkins at plus 325. All right, everyone, that is all for me. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com. We'll see you all next time.